If you like retro video games, then you should check out the Nerd Camp Retro on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you can find podcasts. If you like the show, then you can join the Discord by going to the Nerd Cave Retro Twitter page and click the link at the top of the page. If you like the Open Micers podcast, but you think I'm too handsome, check out the Jester's Court podcast hosted by my fat twin, Mr. Mike Evelyn, found wherever podcasts are given away for free. We also want to shout out our other fine patrons, Mr. Derek Diamond, Derek Shirley, Kathy Gutierrez-Figueroa, Old Rob himself, Robbie Hennig, and I am the Rampage. Let's do it. One thing, it is time for the Open Micers Podcast. My name is Jason Robbins. My name is Jacob Craig. I am more yoked than your deli's local muffalata. Muffaladas have eggs in them, right? No, Do they muffaladas don't. have eggs in them? No. What, what, what's a muffalata? It's got like salami, pastrami, uh, ham, uh, I thought it was eggs. Cheese. No, and it's got uh, olive mix on it. Olive mix. I thought it was like eggs thing in the bread. Anyways, what the uh, fuck the, are you talking about? <laughs> the meme is eggs. So, anyways, <laughs> our guest tonight is a very fine gentleman. He is uh, he's actually headlining a show coming up in August. He's making a name for himself on the Rhode Island comedy scene. So, I'm pretty yoked to talk to him. Because I know nothing about the Rhode Island comedy scene. I, I bet he doesn't know anything about the Mississippi comedy scene. They might be similar. They might not. But it could only be Benjamin Pollum here on the show. How are you doing today, man? Hey, not bad, brother. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Do you know what a muffalata is? Am I wrong? <laughs> I have no idea what a muffalata is. That's just what I call my uh, fucking mother-in-law. I don't really <laughs> yeah. understand. That lady's a real muffalata. Yeah, I have no idea. Is that a Mississippi thing or is that? What is that? Yeah, I think it's. I think that's like a Jewish thing, isn't it? No, it's like a dude, Jewish sandwich. It's a, a New Orleans. Lata. It's a New Orleans New sandwich. Orleans. All right, French. Yeah, no, yeah it's it not sense. French. It's it's ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> if it's if it's ghetto, you would expect basically. It to have it's eggs. it's like you know the the whole thing why they call them po boys, right? Is because back in like the 30s, they would just take whatever uh you know leftover shit they had and they would throw it on on french bread and sell them for really cheap to, to po people and they that's would, not a thing that's See, why they I'm call not it really po up boys. on the cajun language so a uh, muffalata <laughs> is, is beyond me so a muffalata okay. is basically just a giant ass sandwich it's like the size of your head but it's oh, jacked okay. full of like pastrami and salami uh ham turkey i think uh cheese and um an, like an olive mix on it yeah. Oh, sweet. So it's a, like a just a massive Italian. Yeah, basically, it's pretty much what it is. Yeah, that's it awesome. Was, it was from Italy, actually. I put up the Wikipedia page for muffaladas. Shut um, up. Oh, I definitely <laughs> did. It has yeast in it, by the way. Yeast. You, well, forgot about you have to have yeast oh, in the yeah. bread. Yeah, the um, layers of mortadella. What is that? Is that a cheese or an egg? An is egg? that an egg? I think mortadella is a cheese. That's a sausage. It's a sausage. Oh. Olive salad. What's in the olive salad? Let's see. Olives. If there's eggs in this, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Peppers, onion, capers. It's a caper, boys and girls. Oh, shit. Um, capers Swiss are gross cheese. by themselves. They're good in the olive mix. You ever had capers by themselves? 
Yeah, I eat handfuls of yeah. them. Oh, they're gross. Yeah. How do you eat those things? <laughs> no, no. It's like little boogers. <laughs> I, I fuck with capers. Yeah. No. I, I like capes. Hey. You guys like capes? Yeah. Tell us about the sandwiches in your area, Benjamin. <laughs> the sandwiches in my oh god, yeah, this is gonna be an exhilarating conversation. <laughs> I live in fucking Rhode Island, guys. The biggest thing here is seafood. So like I do like lobster rolls and shit, I guess, but I don't even eat that. I don't eat it. So you know what I mean? I <laughs> it's all the same shit. It's just lobster rolls, lobster. eggs in it or no? Sorry? Eggs and lobster rolls or no? I don't know. I don't eat them. I don't eat lobster. Okay. Yeah, I don't like lobster. Don't like eggs. I don't know, man. I'm a weird eater. There's like three hmm. foods I don't really touch. It's like eggs, cheese, and shellfish. And so you you wouldn't like a muffle out of them. I try. I try all the time, and it just never works. <laughs> I keep every year, and every girl I talk to is sitting there like, "You don't like cheese?" Like, no, I don't fucking like it. I'll try it. I keep trying to eat it, but it's, it is what it is. The uh, no, I don't. I, I can't say Rhode Island is necessarily known for its sandwich game, though. What is you it know? really known for? I mean, other than seafood, Sod. does it have like a grass? <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's like our biggest fucking export. We sell sod. So if you want a nice front lawn, call Rhode Island. We'll uh-huh. send you some grass. All right, grows pretty good here. Apparently, I don't know why. Yeah, but uh, no, Family Guy doing? takes place there. Yeah, you guys have Family Guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but. You know, there's like the, uh, I don't know, there's a lot of tourism in Rhode Island. A lot of people, you know, on the East Coast here, live here, come here, buy houses here. Uh, I'm a carpenter of my real life. And uh, so I build, you know, we work on a lot of high-end properties like that. So it's it really is a lot of people coming in. It's just tourism. So you can, you know, you're going to see uh, during the summertime, you know, any any of those random shacks on the shore have better food than some of the nicer restaurants around here. Mm. You know what I mean? Cause it's just local people actually cook it right. Yeah. And they make it well. And, uh, I spend a lot of my time in the water in general. So that's usually where I'm going. Cause that's all I can afford, but it's, uh, some of the best food, uh, especially when we have our food truck events and shit, like every, I mean, you'd be blown away at such a small state, how many different types of, uh, like, uh, cultural cuisine, I guess comes in here. It's uh, it's it's pretty insane. Uh, I've fallen recently. I've fallen in love with like Pakistan food. Oh yeah, it's unreal. It's so good, and you get it's. It reminds me of what like Chinese food restaurants were back in you know back in the nineties when you pay eight bucks and you get so you get enough food that you're eating for the week. Yeah. So that's <laughs> what makes it. You know, the bad I, ones are I still like, like that. Low, I like those low end style eateries, mm. uh, but in general. You know, Rhode Island's the ocean state, man. We have views that, you know, just make you want to live here. That's why everybody wants to come here. Hmm. So does that tourism kind of help with, like, the comedy scene up there? Right now, during the summer, it's awesome because of the tourism. Uh, Especially if you, you know, uh, in the off-season when things are a little less busy, you can communicate a little bit better with some of the... uh, you know, just like the local bar owners and stuff, because in general, doing comedy in in a bar scene kind of sucks. But yeah. we have so many beach bars and, you know, like establishments that they want to support comedy. And 
so it, it's easier to talk to them during the winter. You get a name for yourself, and then summertime rolls around, and they're just like they're looking for shit to uh, fill their slots, you know. So, do you guys have dedicated comedy clubs, or is it just kind of like oh, uh, yeah. just regular clubs? Well, uh, our comedy clubs in general are more in the northern end toward the city, toward Providence. Uh, we have Comedy Connection up there, which is a great club. I love that club. Um, we have uh, Askew Providence, which is, you know, I should I spoke too soon. Askew might be my favorite spot because it's a basement, shitty-ass dive <laughs> bar type of situation, and everybody's right in your face. And there's not really a stage, but you still are above everyone. I don't know. It's it's a, I love that spot. Uh, and then John Parada, who's out here, shout out John Parada, uh, books me constantly at his shows. And he just recently opened up a club in uh, Cranston. Uh, shit, I'm blanking on the name right now. Sorry, John. Uh, but Pub on the Park is you know his bar, his showroom. Uh, he. He is the leader in Rhode Island, I would say, as far as who books local comics, gets local people on the scene. He gives the uh, he gives you know gives the newer guys a chance. Yeah, do you get any bigger uh, names through there, or is it just all kind of local uh, headliners and stuff like that? I'm sorry. Uh, do you, is it all just like local headliners, or do you guys get like big names through there? Oh no, no, John just yeah, John just did a show with uh, Jim Brewer. Oh, cool. Uh, we, oh, yeah. We have people. I mean, Comedy Connection, you know, I just, uh, uh, Rich Voss just show, was here a couple weeks ago. Uh, I love going and see Big Jay Okerson when he comes down here. Uh, Louis Gomez, another favorite of mine. Dave Smith comes down here constantly. Uh, I mean, if you're, if, you know, the New York scene goes to Rhode Island. They try to avoid Connecticut, so they always kind of pass through us before they do their big show in, like, Boston. <clears throat> yeah, I was going to ask about how far are you from the bigger cities like Boston and New York? Not, I mean, for me, I'm not far. I'm about an hour and a half. So I go, I'll go up there. I go up there and do shows. I've gone and done the Boston Comedy Connection. Uh, there's a lot how of... How is I'm, the Boston uh, comedy scene these days? Because it used to be huge and i haven't really heard it's, much about boston recently. i mean it's still it's busy i mean rhode island is for uh when i was starting out in comedy rhode island did not seem like a small comedy scene and then i went out to places you know i went up to boston went to new york i drove to vermont went to philly uh nashville and the scene is huge boston one of the main ones like if you're if you're a good comedian you got to try you know you got to do what you can do in boston yeah th those crowds those comics they're they're hard nosed they're ready to go and yeah. uh, they're not we don't need to, to go there then which uh for someone like me i need that you know i need someone to be like you suck like perfect <laughs> i need that because then i'm going to come back you know a week later uh just a little bit better I don't, Sounds I don't like really what happened better. to me last uh, night. <laughs> Sorry? Uh, says, Sounds like what happened to me last night. I had like one of the worst sets of my life last night. And no shit will happen. Oh, just... Uh, you just bad at comedy. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I just suck. <laughs> yeah. We all do. 
Uh, you know, until you're one of the big ones, it's better to just be like, yeah, I suck. It was just, it was a comedy competition, and, and it was it was a Monday night, it was raining, there wasn't a whole lot of people there, and it was just really hard to get people's attention, because a lot of people were there actually for karaoke, but it, oh. karaoke was not happening, so they were it's just like, really oh, I guess, I guess we'll just stay for the comedy show, and then, you know, you know how that goes. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the biggest thing that, you know, I'm one of those guys that I don't say no to anything. So when uh, people ask me if I want to do a spot or do a set, I just say, yeah. And I don't know the place until I get there. Mm. And I realize it's a fucking pool bar or something like that. And nobody gives a fuck about yeah. comedians <laughs> that are up there. And uh, it, it, it sucks when I leave there. Even if I do good, I'm always like, ah, man, what the fuck? But I just, I like being on stage and I like talking and what I noticed at those shows, it challenges me a lot because I've noticed, uh, you know, the comics will go up and there's not really a lot of people paying attention. And I don't know if it's my imagination or I'm a narcissist, but sometimes I'm up there and I feel like I just drew people to the stage for a minute. And if I can make people who aren't paying attention laugh, I mean, if they're paying attention, it's going to kill that day. Yeah. So, right. Know, then I know, you know, it's it's a better workout session than an open mic, I find. You know, the shitty bars that don't expect it. Yeah. Especially the places that don't even tell people that you're doing comedy that day. Yeah, it was yeah, just one of those it, tough situations where, like, you know, you get a chuckle or you can hear a couple of laughs throughout the room. But it's like it's mostly just like people talking at the bar and just like, you know, drunk people trying to, like, you know, heckling over in the corner, and you're just like, "Why am I here? Yeah. <laughs> Why am I doing I've been, this?" I've recently been challenging those people. I'm like, "Go ahead, heckle me. Let it come." Yeah, but the so problem I with me is I am hearing impaired, so I can't hear what people are saying from the stage. So all I hear is, wah, wah. "I hear Charlie Brown's teacher when people try to talk, like heckle me." All I hear is, wah, 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 and I'm just like, ah, I, "Okay, whatever." You can pretend. You can pretend it's laughter. Yeah, that makes it better. <laughs> At least you don't hear, like, the, the shitty thing. You know, the stuff people say to me is so fucking mean sometimes, but it's, sometimes it's so funny. <laughs> and uh, recently somebody told me I look like his reflection in a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, and I, I stole it, and I've been using it in my act, and it kills, and it hurts my feelings every time <laughs> because I know it's true. But my girlfriend fucking loves it, and she gets mad if I don't tell that joke. That's it's such a favorite. weird, out-of-left-field burn that it's like, it you can't I, help but it's have it stick with you. You're just like, what? Dude, what kind of drunk person is that witty? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, an observational, you know, if he notices that, and that's what he thinks about like, that son of a bitch. <laughs> That's so it. specific. Yeah. He was I had nothing. I was like, yep, yeah, you're fucking you're right. <laughs> That's that's gonna haunt me for the next ten years. Thanks. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's gonna hurt for a long time, but it gets a laugh. And if I honestly I love when people are laughing at me too. That's a you know, that's a big that's kind of what got me into it. I never was making people laugh with the shit that I would say. It was just they were mostly laughing at me because I'm a big fucking idiot. Uh, you know? <laughs> I, just learned I, get word, that, I just learned the word hamster doesn't have a P in it. <laughs> I'm not, that's not a joke. I'm not, that's not a joke. I'm giving you guys a bit. That's just something I learned. 
<laughs> Dude, I just learned that muffaladas don't have eggs in them. Like we're we're kind of oh yeah, no, totally the same here. thing, bro. Totally, yeah, muffaladas don't have eggs. In them. <laughs> so it doesn't have a pee in it. I can't wait for that yeah. trivia night. So, what are the ingredients of a muffalata? I got it. <laughs> right, yeast. Yes, definitely yeast. No eggs. Yeah. No eggs. You're going to win Jeopardy with that question is what's going to happen. That's going to be the final Jeopardy question. Like, what are the ingredients of a muffalata? Yeah, see, I I cop to being a big fucking idiot, but I've also taken the Jeopardy test like three times. So I don't I don't know. Do you guys do this where like on different days you're like, I'm a genius and everyone else fucking sucks and no one can get their shit together. And on other days you're like, I'm the dumbest person on this fucking planet. Right Dude, now. I do that like 12 times a day. It doesn't have to be different. I can do that in the same day. That's how I wake up. <laughs> right. I just wake up. I go, I am the best. And then throughout the day, I'm just reminded that I am just a retard. Walking, right. Doing stupid shit. I can walk yeah. him into doors. Oh, it's like, I'll take the fucking Jeopardy test. But like last night, I accidentally put Boudreaux's butt paste on my daughter's toothbrush and gave it to her. <laughs> Cause I, it was, it was just in a fucking red tube and it was on the counter and I'm like, this is probably fucking please, what it is. Please tell me I she mean, didn't brush her teeth with that stuff. No, she looked, she looked at me like I was the dumbest fucking person on this planet. Cause I was at the time she like put it, she's two years old. Oh, she, she touched it to her mouth and then took it away and looked at me like, I don't even know, dude. Like. Like I was, like I was that fucking guy from Of Mice and Men. What was yeah. that character's name? Larry Sully. or whatever. Yeah, Sully. the the big fucking, you know, that one. And rabbits. I mean, to be fair, I have put hand soap on my my toothpaste toothbrush before. Just well, that's out, different, dude. Just like, just like, like you ever do that? Just like for some, like your brain just like uh, it just short circuits for a minute when you're doing something. And, and you're just like, why the fuck did I just do that? I was like, I'll I'll brush my teeth twice, like in a row, because like, <laughs> and I'll, I'll brush my teeth and I'll put my toothbrush up and I'll fucking brush my teeth again. And as soon as the toothbrush hits my tooth, I'm like, wait, I just fucking did this. <laughs> I never you know, do it right me? the first time. Maybe I got to get in that habit. Right. Well, do you ever have like something in each of your hands and like your brain, like you go to th like, like say you have like your phone in one hand and like, you know, you have a drink a or something yeah. and like you go to throw the drink away, but like you just throw your phone in the garbage. You're like, what the fuck did I just do? Like, how stupid am I? Uh, it's worse when you're trying to wipe your ass. <laughs> you got your toilet paper in one hand, your phone in the other. Next thing you know, I know, dude. New iPhone. Oh, fucking dude, I almost did hand. that the other day at work. Like at work, we have this nasty, uh, buck, like just five gallon bucket outside that I throw cigarette butts in when I go smoke. <laughs> and uh, it's been it's been rainy lately, so there's just like this, you know, like stagnant five inches of just like gross, just shit water at the bottom of this oh, yeah. bucket. And I was smoking, and I had my phone in my hand, and I, instead of like going to throw the butt into the the bucket i almost like caught myself the last second almost threw my phone in that nasty swamp water and i was like what am i doing right now yeah dude sometimes yeah. i get so mad i want to go and just punch a wall and then 
it turns out like I just hit my girlfriend right in the nose. <laughs> oh, crap. I'm an idiot. I did it again. Oh. Right. Yeah, I, I do that so with your girlfriend, I promise. too. I meant the sheetrock this time. I promise you. This, this is three too many times. Sorry. I mean, once, twice, but, you know, ten times is, is just too many. Well, at some point, you got to draw the line. Yeah. And that's fair. Right. You know, I can't, I'm not going to blame her for that. It's, you just got to ask her where the line's at. You know, where does she draw the line at? Exactly. She'll always define it for me. She's one of the... <laughs> Yeah, she's like 10 is good if you do 11 that's where we're done the 11th yeah. time oh, i'm done. so afraid she's gonna leave me after the 11th time so now i try <laughs> to make sure i'm on point with if you know if i'm getting mad i make sure i don't you know have a wall and my girlfriend you know in the same hand and that way i know which one i can hit or not <laughs> yeah. but you know it is what it is <laughs> We do, not, we do not condone violence here on open micers, except for me. No, don't condone it. Don't condone it. <laughs> except I'm, for I'm, me I'm, having to uh, shoot Jacob with a, a paintball gun. Other than that, you know. When, yeah. If she hears this, she's going to be so mad. She's going to headbutt me. So to all the listeners, believe me, I'm the one getting whacked. It's not her. Well, maybe she'll mix you up with a wall and she'll yeah. fucking <laughs> the wall. It uh, Jason, earlier when you said that you had a five-gallon bucket at work, I thought that you were going to be like, we have a, this nasty five-gallon bucket at work to shit in. <laughs> no. And I, and I was like, do you work at Amazon? Like, what's going on no, here? Uh, we have an actual oh, bathroom. I don't shit in a bucket at work. <laughs> oh, okay, this preaches uh, a good subject that we... Uh, this is kind uh, of a recurring segment on our here show. Here we go. I don't know. Sorry, if, Wally. If you, if you've listened or not, um, tune out now if you know what this segment is. Um, shitting yourself, normal or not? Where do oh. you find? Thank you, fucking thank you, dude. Accidents just happen sometimes, and that's what I think. And Jason thinks even if you're sick, even if you're just having a bad day, it's not okay to shit yourself. No, yeah, we're men on the go. You know, we're busy. Exactly. exactly. We don't. We don't have time to just be stopping and shitting in toilets. Fucking, dude, that's gay. Yo, you ever oh. shit in a toilet? That's fucking gay. Gay AF, bro. I got you on. You remi- it reminds me of that be a man TikToks. You ever seen those? The, the <laughs> dude, guy from Boston, like, guy. <laughs> shit your pants, be a man. Just shit your pants. Is that be a man. Glass? I don't know Was who that? that is. It looks like him. No, it's not. It's not Todd Glass. It's um. He's, he has his, like, whole brand. Like, he yeah. does, like, live shows and shit now. Like, be a man live shows. It's yeah, a, he's, he's very he, funny, but he, remind, he reminds me of something. Or he looks like something. Yeah, he looks really familiar, but I can't pick, I can't find, I know, yeah. I don't know who he is, but yeah. you've never seen it. Just go to TikTok and look up uh, Boston Be a Man. That's the name of the, the yeah. TikTok site. Yeah, I, oh, I think he... That. He looks just vaguely like everyone's convict uncle, is what it is. <laughs> he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, he, he, yeah. he kind of looks like just like a human melanoma, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he, he uh, envelops the Northeast man well. He's right there. Yeah, he could either be, like, he could pass for, like, Italian or, like, you know, like, uh, or uh, Croatian, or, like any kind of like, you know, Middle Eastern type of Greek, ethnicity. Like, oh, he definitely has strong political opinions, and he's going <laughs> to spew them out on Thanksgiving. <laughs> For sure, dude. He's going to ruin. He's going to ruin every holiday with a political opinion. 
It's just that's what he is. He's a lobster in disguise. <laughs> like he, he's just a fucking lobster. Yeah. You, you think? Well, you think he's a lobster. You take one bite, and you find out he's a caper. Like oh, fuck. <laughs> oh fucking boogers and shit. All that. The uh, dude. If we're uh, the funny thing about shitting yourself is that it's like uh, like the older you get, the more you're willing to admit it. Right. You know Except I mean? Jason. Like, if you were in eighth grade and it happened, oh, you're hiding. You're going to hide right. all day long. You'll put yourself in a locker and just wait till everybody's gone. <laughs> uh, nowadays, it's like, yeah, absolutely. I've definitely seen the bathroom door and my body went, oh, it's time. And I was like, no, we're not there yet. But we just see it. And I was like, nope, we're done. I'm like, fuck. Now I got to hide in an aisle at Home Depot. <laughs> right. Into a well, here's the thing. If I did, if, if I was like Jacob and shit my pants at least once every two to three weeks, I would admit it. I'd be like, yeah, I, I shit my pants occasionally, but I cannot tell you the last time I actively shit my pants and was <laughs> like, yeah, this is normal. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's that's a problem with you, I think, because every man knows the last time they shit their pants. Uh, I mean, I could definitely. Yep, I could definitely say. Probably six, seven, twenty, twenty-two, seven, fifteen p.m. Walking the dogs, <laughs> and I knew. I had that feeling. I knew. I was like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> and I was like, "There's no chance I'm making it." And I started to get cold. So it's the middle of the summer. I'm to shiver. <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit, this is gonna." I don't really have time. Now I'm cold and I'm sweating. And uh, so I call. I called my cousin. I was like, "Dude, I'm going. I'm walking the dogs around. I'm going to shit my pants." And my dog, I have to go through public areas and shit on the way home. So it's it's not the easiest place to walk through with shit all over yourself. So I called my cousin. I was like, dude, I'm going to shit my pants. And he goes, dude, you're not this person. You're not the type of guy that shits himself in the middle of the street. And he talked to me the whole way home. <laughs> and I made it. And I wow. thank him every day. I go, dude, thank you so much. He talked me through the whole way. He's like, you don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be that guy. Because once you go down that road, there's no going back. And then you're going to just start doing it. Uh, you're right. It's so true. He, he talked to me. He talked to me for the whole walk home, and I made it home. Didn't shit myself. I was like, "Oh God, God!" But also, thank you, Billy Rajuri. Shout out. He's never gonna listen. <laughs> That's what a good lifeline, by the way. At first, I was like, "It's weird that you would call your cousin," but then it oh, turned he's out. Always, yeah, he's my go-to. We we're like brothers, basically. Okay, yeah, it's like he was he knew the million dollar question on who wants to be a millionaire. Just don't yeah. shit your pants. It just like, don't yeah. But he it had was the, just the way he said it. The way he said you don't want to be that person. I was like, You're right. I don't. We got to tell you guys about B-Res Coffee Company. That's right. B-Res Coffee is a small business established here on the Gulf Coast that was created for gamers by gamers. Whatever kind of coffee you like, they got you covered. Like the out of this world chocolate and caramel flavored roast, or the two hardies one ship, which is a rum and dark chocolate flavored roast. You can even get your very own open micers roast of coffee. So if you like us, you'll like this dark roast too. So head over to brezcoffeeco.com and use our code OMPodcast for 10% 
off of your order. I, I can tell you uh, uh, the time I do remember I shit my pants on purpose when I was a kid. <laughs> Dude, that is psychopathic. Okay, I was about probably three or four years old. And my we were at my older brother's uh, uh, Little League game. And I kept tell, at telling my parents I wanted to go home. I didn't want to be there. I wanted to go home. They wouldn't leave. Wouldn't go home, so I just shit my pants. So they were forced to take me home. Power move. Yeah, pretty much. I I pissed myself regularly during coach pitch baseball. (laughs) (laughs) Every single game, I would just piss my pants a little bit. Because I was I was like six years old and there's just a lot of running and I was a fat kid. I didn't do a lot of running. You don't strike me as somebody who was not you know bad at baseball you look like you were an athlete i a little bit not at baseball (laughs) yeah (laughs) but um my head's kind of like i don't know as as, believe me i'm there i'm right there with you man yeah i'm gonna abandon that were you you thick but quick when you were little (laughs) no dude but it's like i it it took so long because like imagine six-year-olds trying to play baseball for two hours and Yeah, because so it was just, always the bigger kids that you know, the kind of the heftier kids that were always like you know launching bombs out of the yeah. out of the park, you know. And then when they get to running, like even if they hit like an infield, and you know they're running, nobody's gonna like get in front of them because you know like you got like a kid that's like 150 pounds when he's like seven years old, eight years old running at you. You're not gonna try to stop him at home plate. Right. You're gonna get the hell out of his way. But like I would get like stuck on like second base in the middle of the game and it's like 15 fucking minutes I'm stuck on base because it's goddamn six-year-olds playing so I just pissed my pants a little bit because I had to <laughs> hey you got to do what you got to do to survive second base <laughs> Ooh, that's exactly advice do oh. what you got to do to survive second base yeah. it's yourself just a little just bit don't yeah just a little bit and you'll you'll get through second base <laughs> you can't you can't you can't round third with piss in your pants you're fucked yeah right right yeah. that that's a good preventative measure piss yourself yeah. just a little bit yeah especially if you're afraid of getting fucked for the first time if you're a little bit afraid just pee a little bit and you're good she won't want to have sex with you anymore right i mean it, uh, and this doesn't work for women because men have no standards. If men's taking the pants off and they smell a little bit of pee-pee, they're like, I'm this like, close. I feel like that's a rape rule. Like, if you're getting raped, just pee your pants. Guys won't want to have sex with you. And I was like, the, No, rapists don't care, dude. Challenge it's accepted. The, the way that guys work is like, if a guy is pulling down a girl's pants and a fucking dick pops out, I'm going to think, I've already made it this far. Like, <laughs> it's just, this is what we're going to do now. I'm sure I've made it this far. <laughs> There's no going back now. I'm gay. No, that's no, just no. What the guys of a dick, there's definitely still a chance to turn back, Jake. No, there's not, dude. <laughs> there's really not. I've already made it. When this the dick flops out, that's still the opportunity. You still are at the crossroad. You can go down the ominous path, or you can just turn around. Dude, just roll I'm not with that it. strong of a man. I'm not that strong of a man. Um, hey, hey, you but, push forward. One foot in front of the other. I like it. It's admirable. Keep fucking going, dude. <laughs> But um, it's going to make you successful in life. Absolutely. It's like, I mean, the the most successful people in life definitely suck dick. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what we were talking about. (laughs) (laughs) 
Like, that's just, like, if I put that in my resume, I'll get any job I ever apply for ever again. Put that just, on LinkedIn. Yeah, dude. Put it on LinkedIn. Sucks dick for money. Like, hell yeah, dude. Guess what the workforce is? Sucking dick for money. Nine to five, baby. You're a company man, brother. Oh, man. Fucking A. I wonder if what uh, a dark turn this has taken. Yeah, that, that, yeah, well, I, <laughs> I was literally thinking, like, yeah, you pull down pants and a dick flops out. You could turn around and go home, and then it's like, nope, we're sucking it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> we're sucking well, it, bro. Hey, I'll, I, I'll, I'll take the journey. I'm just not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna like it. I'm just like, I'll, I'll read the book, but I don't want to finish it. Just gotta write the book report later. <laughs> but um, I, I, I feel like women are like the exact opposite where if they're pulling a guy's pants down and they smell just like a teensy bit of pee pee or poo poo they're like no abort mission he's got streaks in his underwear this i'm not going any if i smell shit ever i'm out i'm done well i'm out it depends out. on the activity i don't give a fuck if i'm even fucking you or not if we're like changing in the same room and i smell shit no no what no. what if it's like reverse girl sitting on your face no nope. butthole oh, right oh, on nose oh. dude she will hit the ceiling how hard i push her off of me <laughs> <laughs> hell no no i'm i, I honestly how dude, did I'm, we get here I, i'm disgusting <laughs> as fuck but i'm so afraid of getting pink eye i just don't want I don't oh want that's what it is anywhere near that's me or my mouth i don't want shit near my dick i don't want shit anywhere on me or near me yeah. belongs in a place you do not want to be an emt or a nurse then <laughs> because no, no, right absolutely not i just spent some time in the hospital and listened to the nurses deal with the dude in the room next to me and that that oh man i can't even we're not i don't give a dude believe what you want about covid all that shit discredit fucking first responders all that jazz do whatever you want but nurses they were heroes long before oh yeah COVID happened. yeah they're dealing For with sure. shit on a daily basis i'd hear the doctor just go oh call a nurse and yeah. he leave well, anybody at the lower rungs of the the medical industry from the nurses down the nurses down to the the orderlies you know and then you have the ems with the paramedics and emts it's just like they just deal with gross shit all day because i was an emt and i had to deal with gross shit all the oh, time I imagine. Yeah, one of my best friends was an EMT for a little while, and uh, then be- then went you know went the firefighter route. But the shit I would hear from us, man, I you know I was waiting to hear nightmare stories, like an eyeball hanging out. Or something oh, I've crazy. I've seen all of it. You know, I've seen brains and <laughs> and That's insides so on the outside. So, and then you've also seen fat people shit themselves and. And carry them back to the plane. <laughs> I actually had a 600 pound lady cause me to uh, tear a muscle uh, off of my rib cage once. <laughs> okay, nope, nope. Uh, Elaborate. Us, us in 10 years, but continue. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had to take this lady uh, from, she had to be moved from uh, the assisted living to uh, the, the hospital because she was having heart palpitations or whatever. And so we go get her, and we had the, the the fire department was there, too. And, you know, when you have somebody that big, you have this big, like, leather, what's, it's like canvas, like a canvas tarp thing that you have to basically yeah. make a burrito out of them as yeah. you, so they can fit on the gurney. 
and we were Tasty. going to put the gurney up into the back of the ambulance and I was lifting up on it and I hit the button for the legs to come up so we could sh uh, shove it in there and the fire to fire to uh, firefighters let go before I could <laughs> get it in there and I was holding her up by myself for like a good three to five seconds while uh, I had a muscle was being torn off of my rib cage in the back. I was out of work for like six weeks on workman's Good cop. Good for you for holding her up. Well, if I'd have let her drop, she'd have went straight to the ground and probably well, would have yeah, fell on I top of me. I'd sacrifice my career before I let my <laughs> muscle rip off my ribs like that. You're a hero. <laughs> right. I would just be <laughs> like, nope, I'm done. Yeah, no, I quit. I'm done. Because as wrong, soon as they let go, they, they let go and started walking off, and I'm like, help, help, help. <laughs> Oh man, how long were you in EMT? Uh, a little, about a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. That's all I could what take. You, <laughs> Couldn't take what you, anymore. What do you guys? Uh, what do you guys do now? Is this is uh like comedy, the podcast, all that? Yeah, at this way, you guys. Uh, yeah, I do comedy uh, podcasts. My my day job is actually I'm um, I do like uh I do screen pin, screen printing and graphic design. That's what I do oh. for day job. Yeah, I look at kids. <laughs> Seriously, that's what he does. That's what I, I do. It, and I'm wait I'm just waiting for the real one. <laughs> no, yeah, it's pretty much my job. I'm uh I'm a director at a summer camp. Oh sick. Yeah. That so was just one fucking... of my favorite jobs working at a camp. Really? Yeah. Because I get to look at kids. <laughs> I know, right? I illegally. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for me it was daily. Every summer. <laughs> counting down the days. I don't see those buses anymore. I've never been to camp. Ever in my life. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. I was poor. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, shit. I, I mean, there was like free camps all the time. Like, I went to the YMCA camps and shit. Like, the, you know, the place where parents just drop their kids off and hopefully an adult takes over. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Dude. It says YMCA, so it's like a parking lot, so it's real, but you just, they just say, go follow the other kids. Uh, right. That was dude, it. I was like, I was sick. Oh, YMCA camps are so fucking bad, dude. <laughs> I, had, I, I mean, maybe I blocked out bad memories. I always had such a fun time. But again, I, where I grew up in, uh, I grew up in North Kingstown, right now, which has a reputation of being like, uh, like upper middle class. Mm. But it was like every, all my friends always were like hoodlums. <laughs> like, yeah. not, not real, you know what I mean? Like, but just still like little white hoodlums running <laughs> around fucking doing stupid shit. It's little troublemakers. So the <laughs> with them. So we were sinking canoes, you know what I mean? Tipping over fucking uh, latrines, doing dumb shit. And so camp yeah. was fast. But I don't think I ever did anything that I was supposed to at camp. Like, to earn, you know, if there was an activity or somewhere, like, nah, we're going to go fuck around in the woods and shit. And the counselors were just happy about it. They were like, yeah, fuck them. We don't want them. Like, the other kids are here to do shit and learn shit, team building and stuff. Let them go off and fucking throw rocks at each other for a while <laughs> and it was, yeah and it was the best some of the best times of my life you know See, i used to i used to watch movies when i was a kid you know back in the 80s it would just be all kind of movies about how about how great summer camp is like there's always movies about summer camps yeah and, friday the 13th yeah um, <laughs> that's a good one summer camp's great ernest goes yeah. to camp you know that type of stuff <laughs> and it always looks so cool to go to camp like meatballs things like that but i never got to actually go to camp as a kid so what'd you do in the summer 
played video games <laughs> around the house, that kind of stuff. Oh, that's pretty cool, too. I never got video games. I wasn't allowed. They were too violent. Really? Right. Yeah, I, grew, I have a hippie-ass mom, man. A hippie mom and a lieutenant colonel for a dad. So wow. he's just like, what she says is right. And she's like, none of this. I couldn't have, you know, I hid my paintball gun from her for like six years. <laughs> Even if she, if, fuck, if she listens now and finds out about that, she's going to, I'm going to get a phone call. <laughs> you know, you seriously had one. Like, my, I, I was just, I was lying on the podcast. I just met these guys. I didn't know them. <laughs> making it up. Just trying to seem cool, mom. Right. I was just trying to look cool mom, in front of my mom, friends. I'm just trying to be cool in front of my new friend. Mom, come on. No. <laughs> and you guys will get an email. Ugh. Right. So, yeah, it's not going to be good. But that's how it was. So it was, I never really, you know, video games, if I was lucky enough to get one, it was always two years early or not early, late. So I got the Xbox and everyone's getting the Xbox 360. You know what I mean? Right. I get yeah, Halo that's... 1 when everybody's playing Halo 3 on a different thing. So it didn't really, game, video games never really uh, took up much of my time. I had a big in or out room. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Do you? Yeah, that that that's the blank stare, the in or out rule. Like, I'm just taking it all in. <laughs> oh yeah, first thing in the morning, it was in or out. You make your decision. Uh, you in, you're inside. If you decide out, you're outside. So there's like memories where I just, you know, yell into my sister through the window, like, "Can I? Can you have a? Can I have a glass of water?" My sister's like, yeah. Mom says use the hose you picked out today. That was a sick. All right, I'm out. And uh, you can't do that anymore, though. No, that like, sounds very 80s. I mean, shit, I grew up in the... Most of my growing up was early 2000s. I was born in 1990, so I'm 30 now. But even then, it was like, nobody gave a shit. There's a go out, go have fun, meet people. Yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> go meet people but yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's the safest thing for you to do is to just go meet as just many ride, people ride your bike until you see six or more bikes parked somewhere and then see what they're doing i, I feel like this was the period of time where they like they knew where the pedophile <coughs> house was so they just told the kids to stay away from the pedophile yeah instead of vice versa <laughs> oh yeah well we also didn't talk to fucking strangers if like yeah. a dude, if a dude ever came up to us, we'd call him a f- throw rocks at him. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, dude, we don't fucking know you. Get the fuck away. We're fucking eight playing football. Who are you? Like, no. But we, you know, that was just what it was. Though. You had a little gang. You know? Right. There was. I don't think anybody ever got kidnapped in my neighborhood. Or I bet you people. I'm insulted. I wasn't. <laughs> I'm. I, I was see, a good-looking little kid. I'm not. That, I'm not like. I'm not great now, but like, I was cute. As fuck. Right for a kid, you were. Yeah. You know, Ron Howard for crying out loud. Jesus Christ! I might as well have been Macaulay Culkin. Better looking. Better looking. Dude, I um the one kid that went missing from my neighborhood, I felt kind of jipped because he he didn't get touched or anything. He just died. <laughs> Jesus. Why'd you feel jipped? I don't know. Because I just felt like it's like, oh, finally. Like, you know, there's fucking people, kids getting kidnapped. And uh, no, he didn't even get kidnapped. He just died. Wait a minute. Hold on. I I need you to start the story over. The kid got kidnapped and then died. No, he, he didn't get kidnapped. He just he just died. And everyone's oh. like, oh my god, he got kidnapped. 
So you just had a kid in your neighborhood who died? Yeah, basically. His cousin That's pretty sweet. Uh, yeah, his cousin killed him. Whoa. Jesus. He beat no, him wait, to there's death. Way more, there's got to be more to this story, Jacob. So they were they were playing a game of basketball, and the kid won, and his cousin beat him to death with a rack of horseshoes. So That's literally what the fucking happened. Now? Dead. No, I know, the other one, you fucking <laughs> guy. <laughs> In jail for the rest of his life. No, at seventeen, yeah, dude. I do got now. No, he was older. Oh, okay. He was older. He oh, he was an he was like an adult. Is just like there was something fucking wrong with him. So he wanted to like go play with his kid cousin, and then his kid cousin would beat him at something, and so he just fucking killed his kid cousin. That's a nice. Uh, it's a real nice, nice turn for the listeners. Yeah, I, I really- know. <laughs> this podcast has gone to some dark places. If you guys are uh, <laughs> if you guys are into murder. Welcome to <laughs> Open Micers True Crime Corner. Hey, they say you can't make dead kids funny. I say challenge accepted. Dave Craig is just thrown a blob up, and I gotta take a swing. <laughs> just like he did at that dead kid. And there it is. <laughs> dunk. Wow. Yeah, this is quality <laughs> podcasting. Yeah, this is good stuff. This is real good stuff. We went from shit in our pants to dead kids. We're really so muffaladas, huh? <laughs> right, I, J- Jason. I feel like a lot of stuff happened in your neighborhood because you grew up in, in like the eighty. Uh, I mean, we just did normal shit uh, around the neighborhood. We had this dirt pit near where I lived that we would go oh, play yeah. in. Like we would just like you know jump. We'd take our bikes into this big dirt pit and just raise hell in there you know like Dude. doing huge jumps and things like that we- that reminds me of my my fondest memories of playing organized baseball was there was just this giant fucking mound of red dirt on one of the fields and whenever we were done with practice the coaches would say go play on the dirt hill <laughs> and we would just go and we would play king of the hill on the dirt hill where if, if you don't know what that is Someone stays on top of the dirt hill, and you got to get that guy down. And if you're on top of the dirt hill, you got to stay on the dirt hill. So you just fucking beat the shit out of kids on a dirt hill for like 30 minutes. It was the best time. That was always the best game. Kill the carrier, all that shit. Oh, yeah, dude. Just break someone's fucking nose because you want to stay on top of a dirt hill. (laughs) (laughs) It's lucky. We had a dirt pit as well. But uh, our dirt pit was like uh, when we got older. Everybody had dirt bikes. I wasn't allowed to have one. Though so I'd just go out there and hang out, watch everybody ride around. But that was the best times. We didn't have shit. It was better that way. And we had the ability to have shit. It was just what, you know what I mean? Like we didn't grow up poor. We were just like, nah, we just didn't spend much time at home or much time doing anything. But where, uh, so you, where are you guys? You guys are both from Mississippi? Yeah. The Gulf, oh, yeah. Gulf Coast. Born and raised? Yep. Oh, yeah. All right. So uh, are you guys in the same room? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the same room as you, Ben. And we have a great revelation here on Open Microsoft. I was wondering how you got. I w- I've been listening to your guys' podcast, and I was just wondering how, how this all went down, where you guys were set, what the setup was, how you guys were doing it. But uh, no, it's, I, also, I live about, it's also perfect. I love it. Thanks, man. I, I live about 30 minutes away from Jason. Oh, nice. Uh, not even that. I'd say 15. 
It's like, well, you live right by my work, so it's about 25 with no traffic. See, Jacob, Jacob's the, I actually live in civilization. Jacob oh. lives, like, out in the, the, the yeah. freaking sticks, man. Picture Mississippi, that's where I live. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Picture right now. Oh, yeah, dude. It's, it's all racists and meth heads where we are. Like, oh, yes, dude. <laughs> Bancleef, Mississippi is a fairy tale land that lives 30 years in the past. I want to go there and ride the bus. No, you no, don't. We don't have, we we don't don't have, have the bus. We have a bus. <laughs> we have the buses, buses in the city. Here, <laughs> Not where Jacob lives. Buses. Uber won't come out here. Freaking, yeah, I was going to say, like, here. Lyft and Uber won't even go out to where you live. They're like, fuck that. <laughs> because they know they won't make it back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Like, if you go out to Jacob's house in the dark, <clears throat> like, it's one of those those drives you make out in the middle of nowhere where there's, like, not a street light for, like, miles and miles. Yep. Right. And then eventually you'll just see me, like, in the road shirtless with a hot dog. Like, where you going, <laughs> bud? Like, that's, ride. <laughs> that's, that's what this place is. Yeah. We got a little area like that here called Richmond. Uh, I lived there for six years. Again, couldn't get an Uber. Uh, I couldn't get an Uber to pick me up, but I could get Ubers to drop me off. But I wouldn't even make them drive down my road. As it would be about like another three miles to get to my house, but there's no lights, nothing, and it's just woods on either side on a mm. dirt road. And you'd get like a female driver or just like some little dude. And I'm like, dude, just you can just let me off here. I'm not going to make you do this. And the amount of gratitude I would get from these drivers <laughs> was insane. Like, thank you so much. I, yeah. Oh my god, I did not know what to think. I was like, it's fine. I get it. It's that's, fucked. That's good, because don't take this the wrong way, but you look like the kind of person that would give an Uber driver longitude and latitude to take them into the woods and kill them. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Been there. Like, you would give them coordinates and then oh, <laughs> that's the end. <laughs> Wait, so... You said don't take that the wrong way. <laughs> hey ben, don't, ben, don't take this the wrong way. You look like a fucking murderer. Hell yeah. Believe me. How are you supposed to take that? Uh, I'm, I, take, I'm well, I take it as a compliment. My girlfriend calls me a little bitch all the time. So I'm like, all right. At least I, at least he thinks I look like I look scary. Right. <laughs> it was like, there's, there's definitely. Because Ted Bundy was supposed to. Ted Bundy was supposed to be, you know, pretty handsome. So they're like, you're like, you're kind of like Ted Bundy. Like, all right, thanks. That's, well, I, kind, that's, that's kind of you. I didn't yeah. say I wanted to fuck him. I said he looked like you'd kill an Uber driver. Yeah. That, that yeah. came out of your mouth. I'm more like a gentle Freddy Krueger. Like, not much to look at, but I'm a, I'm a sweet guy to most people in general. Right. Try to, try to be polite. Again, I grew up with a military dad, but in the long run, I'm just a sarcastic piece of shit in general. Just I've always I can't stop making fun of everything I see. It's right. Just, I can't. I have no filter. So, you know, did you like, like? Did you like have to stand at attention at breakfast? Like, no. It was more just. Uh, oh, I mean, you're you're on the right track. Very similar, yeah. but like, you didn't have to stand at attention at breakfast. But like, like uh, I had, you know, I would have chores. I would have projects. Uh, constant and like we all you know wherever we live we moved a lot so but wherever we lived was always you know everything spread out apart so i you know i could ride my bike to see anybody and you know i would get uh i would get called in from like a neighbor or a friend's mom or something like that and like ben your dad's on the phone 
I got to run up, and I know it's because I fucking did something. And uh, get the call, like, Ben, you didn't fold your towel into thirds to put it on the towel rack. Because if you fold your towel in half, two towels can't fit on the towel rack, even though there's another fucking towel rack. That, but that one doesn't get used. That one's for other people. So there's one towel rack, and we have to fold our towels into thirds, keep it on that towel rack so that two towels can fit there. So I have to ride my back 50, oh, sorry, back, bike 15 fucking miles back home, refold the towel, do it again. It was very... You know, you get project to clean, you know, today your project is cleaning this back. And if it wasn't right, it wasn't right. You know, that's basically all it was. It was, it was, uh, when I misbehaved, he was lenient, but it was like the responsibilities had to be taken care of. So if responsibilities weren't done, there is no leniency. But if they're done, you know, and then the cops bring me home, he would just be like, I saw you mowed the lawn today, and you bagged all the grass, and put it where it was supposed to be. You're only grounded for a little while. Hmm. <laughs> it's not going to be all, it's not going to be a month or anything. I was like, sick. That's awesome. So what, he, always, he, want, he wanted me to be a regular human. What, did you, he, what you rank know, did he, you say your dad was? What, what branch of the military was he in? I was Army. He was a lieutenant colonel with the Corps of Engineers. Wow. So he, um, he, he didn't like push you to try to be in the military or anything? He never pushed. He was a West Point graduate. Uh, so he, he went, he was, he's been in the Army since he was 18 years old. Uh, he was a West Point grad. Uh, then he went to Stanford and uh, did some teaching there, uh, but then fell into the Corps of Engineers with the Army, got to travel the world and all that jazz. And then I got, so I got into, West Point, I got into Stanford, and I got in, uh, every college I applied to, I got into, and my dad, I, I showed my dad my acceptance letters, and he goes, oh, quite frankly, I'm surprised. I was like, yeah, thank you. That was nice. Uh, I chose, I chose not to go to West Point, which he didn't say it, but I could see it. It was like, not really like, you know, the best thing for him to accept. Uh, I, I should have just told him I was gay. And uh, then I didn't go to, I didn't go to Stanford. And then I just didn't go to college at all. And he thought I was going to be a loser. He didn't, again, he never told me this, but I could, it was the, you know, he, when you're in the military, you don't hide, you can't hide your emotions. Isn't, you know what I mean? You can see them spelt out on his face. I was like, ah, shit, fucking let him down. Uh, but then I got a job as a carpenter and you ever like fall into something mm-hmm. and you're like, holy shit, I'm good at something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you just didn't, you never knew it. You never thought it, but you're like, oh crap, I'm actually good at this. Yeah. I, I got, so I, I fell into carpentry at uh, 18 sweeping floors and learning. Uh, I worked with a very small crew, but we worked on very high end homes. So I was forced to learn very quickly. And he was very, he, he uh, was extremely proud of uh, the work I was doing. And especially when I got better. Now I'm a, a, uh, like a foreman. We, we call it a lead carpenter. Yeah. 
right, so I'm running crews building million dollar homes or a part part of building million dollar homes. You know what I mean? I'm not doing it by myself, but got a lot of people helping. But he's uh, extremely proud of that. Loves my comedy career. Loves that I got into it and loves that I started following that and pushed for it. So he's been, he's actually one of my biggest supporters right now with comedy, which you wouldn't expect from a guy like him. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what's it like to I have the supportive parents of a comedy career? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm very, I'm extremely lucky that both my parents love that I'm doing stand up comedy. Like, my mom's the one who pushed me into it. And, you know, she'll, she bring, she goes to every single show I do. Brings all her fucking friends. So I got, you know, a little group of old ladies watching me at some point in some corner. And uh, my dad comes to every show, like any uh, bigger show. You know, I tell him, I was like, don't bother coming to the bar shows, none of that. Just when I have like a real place, go to there. So he goes to all those shows, but uh, he actually likes my stand up, which is surprising because I go down a darker road. Uh, you know, I'm, big, I'm a big fan of like Louis C.K. and Tom Segura and, I, I I tend to go on like a little darker side of things than they do, but my dad's not that type of comedy fan, but he still supports everything, still follows through with it. He's a good dude, um, and I just got I got very lucky that they were willing to, you know, at least uh, be okay with it, considering all the choices I made that were wrong. It was yeah. like every time I had a path to choose, I would choose the wrong one, and they're still there, so that's cool. <laughs> Well, the path the paths you take bring you to where you are now, so I yeah. guess, which is still fucking nowhere. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yeah, I'm, but you're you're still taking love, paths. At least, though, I'm, man. at least I'm happier. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like, hell yeah, this is great. But the uh, I'm hoping some I'm hoping comedy becomes the thing, and yeah. uh, you know, but I I push really hard at it. I'm and I'm just grateful that I've gotten where I am with it. But I, I'm. You know, you get to do some shows here and there outside of my own state, but it's still pretty local. You know, Northeast, I've you know, gone down to, I did a show in Zanies in Nashville, but that was, uh, I had a friend who knew the booker, got me a spot, a little five-minute spot opening uh, for John Reap, which was uh, awesome. It was just a cool little thing to just tell people I did, but it was still what it was. I'd like to be known. Yeah. You know, I, I constantly do shows and. Uh, when I do well and people come out and just like, who the fuck are you? I'm like, I, I'm, I'm me. I don't know. I don't promote well. I, uh, I'm trying to find somebody to run my fucking social media or something, or at least learn how to use it right. Yeah. Social media is so, such a, uh, I hate doing social media. It's yeah, so... dude. Fuck social media yeah. and also follow Open Micros Podcast on Twitter, <laughs> YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Uh yeah, all those. I need I need it. It's the only way to get my shit out there. Yeah, unfortunately, you have to have it these days. So. Yeah, I'm not it's, Facebook it's... fluent though. You know what I mean? Like I don't know how to use it. Use it. Well, that that sucks because Facebook is like, it's not even the thing anymore to promote. Oh, Twitter's a big one, and Instagram. Yeah, it's the Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok are the big ones. The ones that are like the fucking hardest to use have the most users and they have the the um furthest reaching algorithm. Yeah. Yeah. Don't even so, bother with Facebook cuz Facebook is just like boomer MySpace these days. 
Yeah, dude. Facebook <laughs> is MySpace, dude. Oh, fuck. I'm a boomer now. <laughs> Everything I do, I post on Facebook and shit. And my girl's like, it's not my, my girl tells me, she's like, all the shit you're posting, it's not working. And I was like, yeah. shut up. But she's been telling me to get on TikTok for so long. I'm like, all right. I just, fuck. I either got to get with it or I'm going to lose it. I'm just trying. It's just, I'm, I'm, you know what I mean? I'm a 90s kid. You know what I mean? I was taught reading books is gay. You right. know, I'm, I'm going to get involved in TikTok and do all that. I, well, I, you got to give me a minute. You know, I got to get used well, to it. What I want you to do is I want you to burn this podcast onto a CD. And then <laughs> I want you to go to an empty parking lot and hand it out to everyone walking by. There's Benjamin Palm on Open Micro's podcast. And then if you, if maybe that'll help you with your promotion, if you just, you know. You know, what's funny is I posted that, uh, I shared your post with me on it on my Facebook, and there was uh, one like, who's my girlfriend, and one comment, who's my mom. So I feel, I feel hey, like I'm well, on the tell road. them hi for us. That's one rung of the ladder. You know what I mean? I got my girl, and my right. mom on my side, yeah. and I'm just gonna keep pushing ahead. Look, Maybe that's... one of my dogs will like it next. <laughs> that's you know? two new listeners for us. Yeah, man. that's yeah, uh... exactly. And they're <laughs> hey, they they hear really well. Good. Uh, Good. Your mom here as well. Your mom's doing good. <laughs> I'm, I was thought you were talking about the dogs. <laughs> oh no, I thought I thought you were talking about your mom. It's like oh, my no, mom no. here's no mom really oh, well. Actually, if she's uh, no, my mom can't hear for shit. And uh, Melissa, you're an old lady. <laughs> I remember, you're an old lady. Stop playing pickleball. Stop doing what you're doing. She's gonna get hurt. Listen to the podcast while you still can. <laughs> are there um, are there eggs in a pickleball? <laughs> Sorry, are there eggs in a pickleball? No, but fucking. Uh, oh, do you guys have pickleball, in Mississippi? Yeah, yeah. We, yes, Never. we do. Because I make pickleball. No, we don't, dude. I make pickleball T-shirts all the time at work. Dude, I'm wearing one right now. Super fun activities club, baby. The fuck Drop is a song. pickleball? Well, you take a pickle and you throw it back and forth, and whoever drops it has to eat it. Oh shit, dude, that sounds like. <laughs> The worst plot of the best porn ever. <laughs> well, then you get a racket too, and you got to whack the pickle into yeah. the other person's mouth. So you, you have to whack I the pickle. Pay, I'd pay a lot of money to get my really pickle old whacked. Whack I'd the pickle. My, and... I'd pay a lot of money to get my pickle whacked by some old ladies. Um, <laughs> on that note, guys, we've uh, we've been running for about an hour, so it's time. Holy shit! It's been an hour. Yeah. To wrap this shindig up. Uh, oh. Ben Pollum, everybody. Where can people uh, find you? You said you're not strong with the social media. Well, where can people, so if where can looking, people find you? Yeah, if you're looking, any of my dates are going to be on Ben Pollum is not funny on uh, Facebook. You can follow me on Instagram at Less Ground. Any dates I have is going on there. Uh, but the big show, if anybody in Rhode Island is listening to this, come out to uh, the Courthouse Center for the Arts. It's a nonprofit. Uh, establishment but it's my first headlining show and we are i mean shit it's on august 5th but i i'm not sure if we've sold out yet i gotta check but if we haven't please get your tickets and good luck trying to get in at the door because it's gonna fill up uh i got a lot of support out there especially for this one um you know i got a lot of love for all the local people in rhode island who have supported me and who are coming to this show because make me a little bit of money i like it and uh the comics who i'm performing with shiv patel and alan moreau uh and kim arundel 
are some of the best comics that I've ever performed with. Uh, they're better than I am. Uh, so please come out, see it. It's going to be a good show. And uh, I think that's all. Yeah, that's it. Awesome. Right. Well, it was a it was a blast having you on, man. Uh, hey, it was good I, talking to you guys. You're cool people. Thanks, man. Absolutely, dude. <laughs> uh, I just want to remind our listeners before we go that we actually have two contests running right now for Open Micers Podcast. One contest running until July 31st. Uh, if you leave us a review, a five-star review on any podcasting platform and write a little funny note, the funniest note will win a free sticker. That's right. If you write a funny note, the funniest note for a five-star review in our podcast will win a free sticker. Winner will be announced on August 1st. If also you get a until... tattooed on you, I'll give you 10 bucks. Oh, if you get a tattooed on you, I'll give you all four of our free t-shirts. <laughs> All four of our t-shirts. And, don't, and it's not just the sticker. If you leave a, if you leave the five star review, send us a, a screenshot or whatever of your your written review and send it to us. You're going to win a sticker pack, not just a sticker. Sticker Ooh, pack, free sticker pack. Yeah. Uh, also run into July 31st. Winner will also be announced on August 1st. We are uh, up for best local podcast from the WXXV Viewers Choice Awards. So Jason. Uh, extra work for him. He's going to put that link in the description. Click that link. Great. Vote for Open <laughs> Micers for Best Local Podcast. Send us that screenshot. I will enter you in a raffle to win some free Open Micers merch. And the winner will be announced on August 1st. That's Fantastic. right. Free Open Micers merch. And you can do it every single day until July 31st. So you can do it every single day until July 31st. Send me all those screenshots and you will be entered every single time. You send me a screenshot, and I hope that we are your viewer's choice for Best Local Podcast. And that's, uh, that's pretty much it, Jason. All right. Well, if you want to email us, you can email us at openmikerspodcast at gmail.com. We are at openmikers on Twitter and Instagram, openmikers.com. Takes you straight to our brand new website. And also, uh, go to Patreon where you can support us at patreon.com slash podcast. Thank you guys, and we will see you next week. I want a fucking muffalata now. <laughs>